Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, Tyvis, I'm going to just let you, I'm going to just throw it out there, you know. What, what what did you see? What did you see yesterday? I ain't even going. I ain't going to steer you in our direction. Which what, what did you see when you sat down and took a look at these Browns? Okay, so obviously you know the, the number one question was going to be how was the offense going to look? And I thought Kevin Stefanski did a good job of coming out there. I think he showed a lot of what we've been hearing. I mean, it's been all this buzz about Elijah Moore and and the big addition that he is, and how Deshaun Watson and him has this connection. And you know, Elijah Moore came in taking the hand off in the backfield. He looked, you know, he looked explosive. He looked like something that's been missing on this offense. You know, I thought Deshaun Watson came in. Obviously, he only completed three passes, but he only threw three passes. Um, I thought he improvised with his legs, which is something that we also heard about but hadn't really got a chance to see from quarterbacks in the past. I think he looked like he was confident. He was getting his swag back. You know, so it looked really good. Obviously, they missed Jamal, Nicholas Jamal Chubb on the goal line because they would have punched that touchdown in had he been available. So it looks like the offense will be nice. Um, as far as the second team go, you know, they kind of stalled out a little bit over the course of that game. DTR comes in, becomes that spark again offensively, goes down the field, scores. So, you know, a lot of people challenging you know, should he be the backup quarterback for the season? And right now he does look really good because he's able to do a lot of the same things that Deshaun Watson is doing, you know, when it comes to improvision. Uh, um, and then Keller Munn, you know, for a guy who did a lot of checking down in that first game, he finally got his confidence in the end, was able to rip, rip a nice dig route and throw a touchdown. So I thought, you know, the offense started to come along after it stalled out. Defensively, I was I was happy with the defense performance as far as the ones go. You know, not having Miles Garrett out there and still able to get them TFLs, get them pressures in the backfield and stuff like that. I thought that was really good. Um, I didn't like my boy Ronnie Hickman guessing on the t- on the play. Uh, he gave, he ended up getting beat on the seven route, and that's he ended up trying to guess the over route. Guessed on it wasn't an over, ran a seven route, great route by Jahan Dotson. He ended up scoring on that play. I didn't like that, but he bounced back by getting two interceptions in the game. So go Bucks on go Bucks on that standpoint right there. And then special teams, I'm still not sold on the special teams, man. It, it, it just mm. you know the misfield the misfield goals, and then they again gave up a, a decent punt return. Although it did get called back for holding, there's just some stuff there on the punt game that I mean on the on the special teams that just hasn't been fixed all the way, and they're not looking like a dominant group as like I would hope. You know, having Bubba Ventrone as the special teams coordinator. 
Uh, you know, so that's, that's a lot right there, Tyvis. We're going to unpack that a little bit. First of all, let's get to, to you know, when you're looking at Deshaun Watson. For me, a lot of what, what I, I liked about what Deshaun Watson did, it showed that he was more comfortable. Um, you know, one thing that I was really scared about or, or was like, had in the back of my mind was sometimes when you when you go through things as athletes, whether it's, it's something that happens on the field or off the field, could be an injury, could be, you know, trouble off the field. Sometimes you lose that mentality. Sometimes you just you, you're just a shell of what you used to be because though you didn't come back, you know, the way you were before. And mentally, I thought last year he looked like a broken quarterback. He looked like a guy that didn't have his confidence. He was skittish a little bit, wasn't sure of where his eyes was leading him. And overall, I, I just thought he, he played like a guy who, who had been through a lot. This game, I thought he came out, even though he didn't throw the ball a lot, I thought he had that swag, he had that feel, he had that bounce, he moved teams up and down the, the field. Um, and, and so do you feel like, if somebody was asking you, do you feel Deshaun Watson is back to a certain extent? How would you, uh, where you, where you come out on that? I mean, it's, I, what I will say is he definitely is more confident. You can tell he's ready to be back to that playmaker. Um, it, it's just that whole offense truly believes in him. And you can just tell it's just different when he's out there with them. You know, these guys, it's so much that he provides and so much that he can get done on that offense that is scary. And I tell you what, the best thing that I heard from him in this post game was that, you know, they asked him, I think it was Mary Kay asked him, you know, on his, I think it was a third down play where he, he, he uh, dropped back, he slipped a little bit, and then he took off running to get the first down. And Mary Kay asked him, you know, what was that? Why did you feel like you were showing off your athleticism? And he went through why he did what he did. He said as he was taking his drops, he said if due to the slippery surface, he ended up stumbling a little bit. And he knew he knew where to go with the ball, but due to the timing of the, the the play, when he slipped, it threw the timing off, and he didn't want to throw a bad ball. And he understood that the weather played a part in it, so that's why he just tucked it and took it and ran with it. So when I heard that, I said, "Oh yeah, this man is back to where he was." Because if you remember Deshaun Watson in Houston and some of his post games, he would break down the whole entire play from what he seen as a quarterback with the with the defense was giving him where he was supposed to go with the ball. And it was nice to hear him talk like that because he shows that he's locked in and he's in tune with what's going on. So him speaking like that and him playing the way that he's playing, I definitely believe that he will be back this season for sure. You know, he said that there is no more rust. He said he's not going to make no excuses for it, for what goes on this season. He feels like he's back and he's ready to contribute. And hearing a guy talk like that lets me know that he's 1,000% confident in not just himself but the players that he has around him. Uh, Tyvis, you know, you being a, a defensive player, you played uh, at safety. Um, I, I was impressed with what uh, Jim Schwartz was doing defensively. Uh, you know, to kind of compare and contrast what you saw um, from the aggressive uh, style of play that the, the Browns are showing now to what they were running under, say, a coordinator like Joe Woods. What do you see as the main difference in how they go about, uh, you know, attacking offenses? Well, I tell you what, when I look at them on the, from defensively, obviously it always starts with the defensive line. I mean, they were getting in that backfield. You know, the, the biggest thing for me was I was worried about the defensive tackles, you know, because we got those these undersized linebackers. And last year we got to see what happens if you don't have good defensive tackle play. Obviously the linebackers couldn't make plays. 
I didn't see that last night when I watched them play. I saw these defensive tackles actually not only taking up blocks, but being so disruptive that they got these running backs stopping their, stopping and starting their feet. So what happened is these linebackers are flying around. I've seen a bunch of guys that's not afraid to take a shot defensively. I mean, from J.O.K. coming down, going around on a screen play, he olays a, a, a offensive lineman, gets around him and shoots his shot and makes a tackle for a nice TFL. You've seen Juan Thornhill coming from the safety position, coming up, taking a shot and getting a nice TFL. So these guys have become very aggressive when it comes to taking their shot. Whether they're sitting there waiting for the running, for the, the ball carrier to make a move, they're dictating the turns by making them take by taking their shots and forcing them to stop and start their feet, knowing that they got ten other guys coming behind them. And when they come, these men are coming with violent intentions, and that is the signs of a good defense. Talking to Tyvis Pilot and North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, uh, and he is from the uh, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Uh, you know, getting into uh, what we saw a little bit. <laughs> Let's get to some of the bad things. We talked about the situation with Cade York, uh, and then Anthony Schwartz. I, you know, and and I hate to pile, I hate to pile on the kid, but um, from a player sta- from a, from a player standpoint, um, does it, it? It just sometimes look like he's just maybe he's not a football player. And what I say by that is, is you've played with guys who who've had a track background, right? Guys that are extremely yeah. fast, and they just they say, "Hey, put them out there and run fast past somebody." Um, like did, you played with Devin Smith, right? Yes, I did. Oh uh, yeah, so he's from Maslin or whatever, and you know we I saw a rival, so I got a, an opportunity to see him play in, in Northeast Ohio a lot. Devin Smith was mad fast, like he would run away from a lot of people. But the thing about Devin Smith as a track guy, he could track the football, like he had good ball skills, right? Um, it just it just yeah. seems the fact that, that Anthony Schwartz does not have those skills because he didn't develop those skills that that skill set in high school or, or be, what do you see as his main problem um, and why he's just struggling and it's it's rough right now. Well, I think he's just not. You know, some of these guys are not natural at catching the ball. You know, for him, it's something that he has to learn how to do while other receivers naturally just knew how to track the ball and knew how to catch the ball, look it all the way in. I think for him, he's got to go back to his – got to go back to fundamentally how to catch a football, you know, throw the diamond up or cross the, th- cross the pinkies when it's below the waist. You know, he's got to get back to doing that, and he has to look the ball all the way in. Now, necessarily, it, will, it won't look great because he'll be so focused on making the catch that he'll give up a lot of the yards after catch. But he's so fast that, that if he catches the ball, you know, he, he has time to still make guys miss and still be able to burn people. But I think for him, it's all about looking the ball in. It's got to become a confidence thing. I mean, you got to go to practice. You got to really get on them jug machines and really work on your craft because it's not something that, that you're naturally good at. You know, like uh, – like, Amari Cooper might not have to do that. DPJ might not have to do that. But unfortunately for Anthony Schwartz, he does. And the thing about Anthony Schwartz that gets me the most is that he still gets the benefit of the doubt because he provides something that no other wide receiver on this team does, and that is that speed. And that might be the one key piece that's still missing on this this ready-to-go offense. I mean, you got all these other receivers that contribute in so many ways, but none of them can take the top off the defense like Anthony Schwartz can. And even him just being out.
defensive the back, you have to respect him for his speed. You can't just let him run past you and think he's not going to catch the ball because the time he does is a big play. So, if he, to be honest with you, if he becomes consistent and these last two games catch case for why he should be on this 53-man roster. As crazy as that sounds. <laughs> and, I, and, and it's the reason why I keep talking about it because I, I've already talked about how far, like, people think it's far-fetched that he's not going to make the roster like he's done today. And I'm like, well, no, Kevin Stefanski wouldn't be handing him reverses in the first game of the season if he did not want to get him involved. Think about it. He's out there right now. He's He's running with, like, you know, third down, he's in there in these packages. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he can catch a few balls, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he makes it, you know, the last few guys uh, on the roster. Let me ask you a question about this because we all heard this, um, you know, these inter-squad scrimmages where, where they say, you know, they're not going to play their guys against the Eagles in the regular pre- the preseason game because they, they're doing two uh, inter-squad type practices with the Eagles on Monday and Tuesday. Um, when you were in the league, Explain to, you know, the fans, explain to the people what exactly you guys are doing in those those uh, inter-squad practices. What are you guys doing? What drills are you doing? Is it 707? Are you guys doing inside run with the linebackers? What all entails in that, and why is it more important uh, for you to show well in that practice other than the preseason game? All right, so joint practices is actually fun. I had a I had the privilege of being able to do it twice. I did it when I played with the Colts. We did joint practices with the Lions. And then when I was with the 49ers, we did joint practice with the Texans. You know, and thing that I liked about it is you do everything that you would do in a regular practice. So from team periods to seven-on to inside run to one-on-one, you do all of that against the other team. And the way I, what I like about it is, since there's so many people, it's two different fields going. So you might got you got the ones and ones on one field, but you got the twos and twos on the other field, and then you got the young guys that just kind of sprinkle in afterwards. So you're getting a ton of work, and it's good because you're going up against guys that you don't go up against every single day. You know, the best way to get a look, you know, you can have a scout team try to give you a look, but the best way to know if that offensive play or that defensive play is going to work is to go against a team that's mastered it, that does it for a living. So you get that type of work going on. I don't know exactly. Obviously, I don't know what the Eagles run anymore. I might have to go back and look at the type of you know coverages and the type of shells and the scheme that they run. But whatever it is that they run, it's at a point of this season that the Browns is going to see that same scheme from somebody else. And getting this practice in against the Eagles, they'll know how to defeat it. They'll know how to attack it. And I think that's what you get out of these joint practices. You get good on glue work. You're going up against some of the best in the world, but it's not against your own teammates. And the the best part about it is, from an offensive standpoint, your quarterback will be protected because you don't have to worry about him getting sacked. You'll get good looks from your offensive line to see if these guys can protect. You'll get a good good, good sense of what your defense is going to look like by being able to rally, being able to make plays on the ball. And it's super competitive. You think the preseason games is competitive? These joint practices, it is literally game day every time you step out on that field because they're looking to embarrass you because these guys are trying to make rosters as well, especially when you are one of these young guys. So if you can shine and stand out in these joint practices, it's a pretty good indicator that you'll make this thing. So, Tyrus, really quickly uh, before we let you go here, I appreciate your time. Uh, you know, I was talking to Earl about this a little bit, and obviously 
you know, this is a this is a throwing league, right? And I, I think that there is only one quarterback that can literally throw the ball eighty percent of the time and still win a lot of games, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'm not saying that DeWasa does not have, you know, some of the traits and characteristics like Joe Burrow and all the rest of them. But I, I just think to me, I can't let go of the fact that if you have the best running back in the league, right, and you have that person, why not let the running back make your job easier? What I mean by that is, hey, you know, if, if, if it's between getting a shotgun and, and have it empty all the time, and being like, okay, well, let me put Nick Chubb in here and, and let me run some play action off that. It's going to make Deshaun Watson's life much easier. In your estimation, if you were a defense um, and you were out there trying to stop the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, would, how would you go about g- covering that team? Would you just make uh, Nick Chubb run the ball or would you just give enough cushion for Deshaun Watson? How would you go about trying to defend the Cleveland Browns? So if I'm playing the Browns early on in this season, the one thing, there's only one thing that's guaranteed that I know for sure, that Nick Chubb is the best running back in the league. So we have to do a good job of stopping Nick Chubb. We don't, we're not 100% sure if Deshaun Watson's rust is off or not. So if I'm playing early in the season, I'm a, I, he's going to have to beat me with his arm. I need to know that you back. Show me that you back. Because this, this league is about proving it. Prove to me that you're not rusty, that you're not that quarterback that went 3-3 three and three last year, that those six games was just rust and it was just a fluke. But I'm not about to let Nick Chubb beat me because that's the thing. Although this has become a passing league, if you can't stop the run, you ain't going to win no games. And the Browns was victims of that last season. So number one thing I am doing is making sure that Nick Chubb is stopping, that maybe he's not tough enough to take this role on right now. So we're going to find out. We're going to make sure that anytime he touches the ball, we inflicting a lot of pain on him. That right there is pretty much how I'm attacking the Cleveland Browns the very first couple of weeks of the season. Tyvis, I appreciate you, man. You just set me up for what I wanted to talk about. You didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always throwing alley-oops, man. Uh, they call me John Don Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> that sound like that sound like an adult performer. You can't say that. Sorry, <laughs> because I'll talk to you soon, bro. I appreciate you. I <laughs> right, appreciate y'all. Go Browns. All right, man. That's uh, uh, Tyvis Powell on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.